This is the Wolf Street Report. I'm Wolf Richter at WolfStreet.com, where I tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. It's uh, Sunday, December 18th, 2022. The era of money printing and interest rate repression in the United States, which started in 2008, gave rise to all kinds of stuff. And uh, the easy money kept going and kept going and all this money needed to find a place to go. And then money printing went hog wild in 2020 and 2021. And the stuff it gave rise to just got bigger and bigger and crazier and crazier. And much of this stuff is now in the process of coming apart. I mean falling apart or getting taken apart in a controlled manner. And some stuff has already imploded in a messy way. And we'll get to some of this stuff in a minute. All this money printing and interest rate repression finally gave rise to massive consumer price inflation and now we have a real problem, the worst inflation in 40 years and uh, way too much money still floating around all over the place with uh, businesses, consumers and state and local governments which means that this raging inflation has lots of fuel left to burn and the government is making it worse by handing out hundreds of billions of dollars for all kinds of stimulus spending from the new EV incentives to uh, $50 billion handed to the richest semiconductor makers. And some state governments are handing out inflation checks or whatever in California. Households can get up to a thousand bucks and, and they're all spending this money and thereby throwing fuel on the inflation fire. We've already seen automakers raise prices off their EVs to eat up the EV incentives. And there we go, more inflation. The poor Federal Reserve has to deal with all this and it's out there raising interest rates far more than anyone expected a year ago and it's it's doing quantitative tightening and it's saying all kinds of hawkish things but the markets are blowing it off and they're not taking it seriously which means that the cold water the Fed wants to throw on financial conditions and therefore on inflationary pressures isn't getting there and it has to throw a lot more cold water on it so higher rates for longer and maybe for a very long time. Last time we had this kind of inflation it took over a decade to calm it down and interest rates went a lot lot higher than they're today. I have the feeling that this raging inflation today will dish up lots of nasty surprises which is what raging inflation usually does. So now we've got all the stuff that money printing and interest rate repression gave rise to. And this stuff must have continued money printing and interest rate repression to exist. But now we have soaring interest rates and the opposite of money printing, quantitative tightening. Perhaps the most spectacular creation of the money printing era is crypto. It started with Bitcoin in early 2009, just after the Fed's money printing got started. And the uh, promoters fanned out all over the social media and everywhere and touted it as an alternative to the dollar and to to fiat currency in general and, and to whatnot. And people started hyping it and promoting it and they're trading it and, and the price shot higher. 
And then came the copycats, since anyone can issue a cryptocurrency. Suddenly, there were a dozen of them, and, and then there were a hundred of them, and then a thousand, and suddenly 10,000 cryptos, and now there are over 22,000 cryptos. And everyone and their dog is creating them, and trading them, and lending them, and using them as collateral, and all kinds of businesses sprang up around the scheme, crypto miners, crypto exchanges, crypto lending platforms, some of them went public via IPO, or via merge with a SPAC. And uh, the, the market capitalization of these cryptos reached $3 trillion, trillion with a T, about a year ago. And then when the Fed started raising its interest rates and started doing QT, the, the whole thing just, just blows apart. Companies go like poof and the money's gone. And whatever is left is stuck in bankruptcy courts or globally for years. Cryptos themselves have imploded. Many have gone to essentially zero and have been abandoned for debt. And the granddaddy Bitcoin has plunged by something like 73% from the peak. And, and the whole crypto market has also uh, plunged by about 73%. Crypto was one of the places where liquidity for money printing went to, and now that the liquidity is being drained ever so slowly, the whole space started to collapse. Another thing uh, that came about during the era of money printing was an immense stock market mania. And, and when the money printing went hog wild starting in March 2020, the stock market mania went hog wild with it. We at Wall Street tracked a bunch of these stocks, uh, just crazy IPO stocks and, and stocks that went public via merger with us back over the, the past few years. And, and they shot higher and they spiked on a wing and a prayer with nothing there and, and companies that were losing tons of money that didn't have a business model, that didn't have anything, that were suddenly worth $10 billion or $30 billion or whatever. It was all driven by what I call consensual hallucination and the effects of money printing and interest rate repression and those were the fundamentals. But then in February 2021, when inflation started to heat up, causing the Fed to brush it off, well, that February 2021 was when that craziness peaked and many of these stocks then collapsed by 70 or 80 or 90%. We tracked over thousand stocks traded in the US that have imploded by 80% or more from their highs. But other stocks too, big stocks of real companies with real incomes, got inflated over the money printing years to ridiculous levels and they're heading south. A bunch of them have plunged by 50% or 60% from their money printing highs, including Amazon, Tesla, Meta, the form of Facebook, chip making Nvidia, and, and a bunch of others. The Nasdaq Composite itself has plunged by 34% from its high in November last year. The S&P 500 index has dropped by 20% from its high at the beginning of this year. If it weren't for energy and healthcare, the S&P 500 index would look a lot bloodier. This incredible spike in stock prices that we saw in, in, in 2020 and 2021 on top of the huge surge in, uh, from 2009 was fueled by money printing and interest rate repression and now we have QT and surging interest rates and the whole circus is coming apart. Lots of these startups uh, that, that became high flyers will end up in bankruptcy, some already have. 
but it will drag out for a few years because there is still so much money floating around and people are still dip buying and they're they're picking up these now penny stocks to try to make a hundred percent in three days or whatever it's just like crypto trading then there's real estate housing we had a ridiculous bubble during the money printing and interest rate repression era. In, in some markets, home prices spiked in two years by 50%, 60% and more on top of the already huge surge in, in, uh, before the pandemic. The whole world went nuts. Consensual hallucination everywhere. But that's over too. Mortgage rates are over 6%, which doesn't go with these ridiculous prices. And there are other factors. In San Francisco, for example, one of the formerly hottest and most expensive housing markets in the United States, house prices peaked in March this year at over $2 million median price for a single family house. And, and then prices began plunging. In November, the median price was down 18% compared to a year ago and down by 27% from the peak in, in, in March. That's a huge drop in a short time. Seasonally, the lowest months are generally December or January. But then during the spring buying season, Who's going to buy these houses amid the layoffs now hitting the tech and social media industry? In uh, San Mateo County, which comprises the northern portion of Silicon Valley, home prices have plunged by 26% from the peak in April. In Santa Clara County, which comprises the southern portion of Silicon Valley, home prices have plunged by 19% from the peak. Uh, they're, they're down year over year in all of them. In the San Francisco Bay Area overall, prices are down 20% from the peak in April. Other cities have similar stories. There has been a sea change in the real estate market, and it's not pretty. But the bubble was so huge and so magnificent, fueled by money printing and interest rate repression, that the deflation of this bubble must, by definition, get messy. Money printing and interest rate repression have spent 13 years inflating asset prices, feeding consensual hallucination and bringing about the biggest scams such as the entire crypto space before consumer price inflation finally exploded. Then there is something else, a little further afield but with direct impact on asset prices in the United States. The Swiss National Bank is trying to keep the Swiss franc within an exchange rate band primarily against the euro and the US dollar, but uh, also other currencies. When the money printing started inflating everything, some of the dollar liquidity and euro liquidity went into Swiss francs. This was a huge trade in 2010 and 2011. People were buying francs because they wanted to get rid of dollars and euros because of all the money printing. At the time, the Swiss National Bank had a peck on the franc. But in uh, late 2011, the SNB took off the peck and, and it cut its policy interest rate into the negative, and which started the negative interest rate absurdity that swept across Europe. And it started printing francs, but not to do QE, but to sell the francs for dollars and euros and other currencies. And then it used the dollars, euros and other currencies to buy assets denominated in those currencies. The SMB doesn't disclose what it bought, so we don't know much, but it must disclose its US stock holdings under SEC rules. So we can see in the quarterly 
SEC filings, what the S&P is up to with regards to your stocks. Over the years, the S&P has become a huge hedge fund, buying your stocks hand over fist, over 2,000 different stocks, with the biggest year stocks being its top positions, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, etc. But in the second and third quarter this year, it started dumping shares from Apple on down and it reduced its holdings of those stocks. You can get the details on wolfstreet.com. I list the S&B's top 50 positions and the number of shares and uh, how they changed this year. And you can see how many shares of Apple it sold, etc. I did this in an article entitled, The Swiss National Bank Began Unloading Its Biggest U.S. Stock Holdings, Including Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, Meta. So what the S&B has done is a dual craziness. One, it instituted negative interest rates. And two, it instituted a unique racket, printing francs to buy foreign currency-denominated securities, including U.S. stocks. But this was only possible under money printing and interest rate repression in the United States and in the Eurozone, which created massive demand for francs, just like it created demand for cryptos and all this other stuff. But now there is QT in the United States and the Eurozone and interest rates are rising and inflation is red hot and asset prices are sagging. And so the S&P has been taking massive losses on its stock holdings and has started to sell stocks and uh, it, it started hiking its own interest rates, which are now positive. So what the S&P did in those years was something close to doing QE in the United States and Europe by using its own printed money to buy those dollar and euro assets. And now it's unwinding some of those dollar and euro assets and it's thereby doing its own form of quasi-QT in the United States and Europe, including in the US stock market. This whole racket was one of the craziest things out there when you think about it. And it was enabled by the huge demand for francs coming from dollar and euro liquidity that was looking for a place to go and some went into cryptos and some into stocks and bonds and some went into real estate and some went into Swiss francs which the S&P then created and uh, sold for dollars and euros and then used the process to buy US stocks and other assets with it. There's other crazy stuff that came out uh, of the money printing and interest rate repression era and uh, all of them are now coming apart and some slowly like the racket by the Swiss National Bank and some more rapidly and some have already imploded like a thousand year stocks and a gazillion cryptos and crypto companies. These 13 years of free money have turned out to be very costly afterwards as we can now see. On the positive side, this process provides a much needed cleanup of the mind-boggling messes created by free money. I'm Wolf Richter at WolfStreet.com, where I tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. Thank you for listening to the Wall Street Report.